most unique and fun shows on the internet? Well, if you're not ready, why are you here? This is After School with the Awesome Lawsons. You may think you know Cadence and Eli, but now's your chance to really get to know them. The Awesome Lawsons. Finally, something for the whole family. In this crazy world, we need the positive energy. We need the love, and we need to laugh more. And that's what you get here on After School with the Awesome Lawsons. What's going on, everybody? School is out, and we're back with another episode of After School with the Lawsons, featuring Cadence and Eli, but today we're doing something a little different. We do not have Cadence, we do not have Eli, we have a special guest on today's episode. Not only is he a dad, he's a great friend, he's a hero, and an inspiration to many, and not only all that, to top it off, this man right across from me, Dustin Blair, is my cousin. So, Dustin, thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, man, absolutely. We, uh, yeah, here. we appreciate it. You're on episode three, by the way. This is uh, something new we're doing. This All is right. completely, completely new, actually. So, we're two episodes in. This well, is number well, three. Why did I not get the invite? <laughs> why was I not? You would have been much cooler. Such an inspiration you to been... so many, but I wasn't uh, number one or two on the uh list there but it's hey, fine no big deal hey you made you made first second or third that's all oh, that matters I'm, yeah i got the bronze that's got fine. the bronze um but yeah my man dustin here is a fireman local fireman uh with the bowling green fire department here out of uh bowling green <laughs> kentucky <laughs> yes. actually yes. Yes. so tell yes. us a little bit about that um we'll start there um we got some questions from our viewers today so we're going to go over some of that but we're just going to get to know you a little bit because i know you but my viewers, uh, my, my listeners don't. All right, all right. So yeah. let's start there, man. T- tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh boy, how far? <laughs> where, where do you want me to start? How far back do you want me to go? Let's go back in time. Let's. I just, wish I had a, like a little wind chime, like a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's just start with the basics, all right? Uh, Thirty. You're good years, looking. Th- uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was going to bring that in later, but um, you know, thirty-eight years old. Married for almost nine years, nine years this year. Father of two, six-year-old daughter, three-year-old son. Birthday's next month. Your birthday or? Their birthday. Oh, gotcha. Seven and four. They'll be seven and four next month. Wow. Birthdays are two days apart. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, May 24th and May 24th. So how do you do the birthdays like? Together, baby. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford. Uh, right now, they don't care. Yeah, that's know. that's how me and uh, my sister Chelsea was. We yeah, y'all were four days. Yeah, four oh. days. Ten and the fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. So, so did y'all plan that or what? Well, that's that's a longer story, but yeah, Jamie, my wife, um, she kind of had it planned. She knew when she wanted to give birth based on what the weather was going to be out. She wanted it to wow. be warm outside, where you could have versatile birthday parties. You could be indoors, outdoors. For she both or just yeah for both. She, she didn't want to be super pregnant. Gotcha. When it was really hot outside, so she wanted to. She. This was no accident. I mean, this was. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, I she, didn't know there was knew, like a science behind it. She knew exactly wow. when to try, but yeah, and it worked out. That's good. So thirty-eight got Thir- two kids. Thirty-eight, two kids. Um, currently a firefighter, Bowling Green Fire Department. And when, when, when did Been when did that, that start? For two two and a half years. Wow. Um, working in healthcare. Been in healthcare since I was eighteen. X-ray tech. Do that on my days off. All firemen have another job on their. All firemen have another job on their days off. So that's what I do. So what man. do you, what do you do on your off days? X-ray. X-ray. X-ray tech. Greenview Hospital here in town. So what's a firefighter schedule look like? Um, uh, here we do. 24-hour shifts, 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Is that normal, like, even in the bigger cities? I think it's pretty standard around most of the country. Some do 48 hours on and then 96 off. How so. many days is... <laughs> <laughs> so let's... So we do... Two, <laughs> I'm not two, good at be, math. Two full days on, four days off. Wow. In other departments, not us. We're, we're I on wonder, for one day off for two days. I wonder what would be better, the... The one one day and two days, or the, you know, there's there's a lot of debate about it. There has been in our department, but personally, I think my wife would divorce me <laughs> or force me to leave the fire department if I was going to be gone for two days straight. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Um, I know 
and and she's gone through school yeah, too. She's, yeah, she's in school to be a nurse practitioner. She's got a couple months left. So it's been stressful in the house. All and it's stressful anyways with me being gone. Yeah, and especially being, they're at that age where they don't really want to listen. You know, they're they're tough. They're <laughs> they're handfuls. Um, Sawyer, this almost seven year old daughter, gets awards at school for being a big helper and listener and a leader. And, and she get gets those and, awards. Yeah, yeah. She just got one a couple days ago. What uh, was we, that? We got a call from, I don't know, being an outstanding helper or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jamie could tell you exactly. Um, like, we even got the call from school. They were, were so proud and wanted to tell us about it. And then you can't get her to put her shoes by the door, you know, at the house. Like, she just doesn't listen to anything. Classic. Long, but she's, yeah, so I don't understand what that is with kids, how they're so good at other places. And then just. Yeah, that's how um, that's how Eli was. For the for a little while, so he's seven, um, and Cadence is ten. She's about to be eleven. Yeah, just like you said, you know, completely. Like if they're somewhere else, they're way better than, you know. Yeah, it, it's the same thing with Cooper. Every, every day we pick him up from daycares. She's like, oh, he was so great today. He had such a great day. He, he cleaned up all of his toys, and then right he before, ain't right, touching nothing right, right before i came down here he threw a car at me because <laughs> i asked him to do something so just, you know you don't know what you're going to get man that's it's hysterical a wild, it's a wild card but so tell me about the so what what you said you're an x-ray tech x-ray what was that uh a prior like was that just something you got after the fire department before the fire department like how no how did you get that you know that was something coming out of high school i kind of got interested in doing something in the healthcare field when I was younger, I was kind of accident prone and then out of the hospital. Um, so just kind of got, what's the worst accident you've been in? Well, I got attacked by a dog when I was four. It almost killed me. German I'd, shepherd. I'd say that would top uh, the charts. Ripped my head to shreds, man, like 300 something stitches on my head. Wow. So that's yeah, I'd say that's the worst, but, um, that, that led me into just thinking healthcare might be a good field. Just seeing, you know, being able to help people and, uh, right out of high school, I, I kind of felt pressured by some people to pursue nursing and went to school for a couple of years and just realized that. Did you like that? or I wasn't making the grades to get into that program. Coming out of high school, I didn't have to study at all. and was like top 20 in my class. We graduated like 300. I took that same mentality mm-hmm. into college, thinking I didn't have to study or anything. And You know, yeah. when, I went, was, when I was in high school, my next door neighbor was late to class, late to the bus stop. Uh, I mean, dude was never studied, passed every test. Yeah. I'm sitting here late night at the dinner table. You know, parents are like, you're not getting, you're not, <laughs> you're going to finish your dinner. You're going to yeah. study for this test. You ain't going outside till you get these spelling words right. And I failed the test. Yeah. Well, you know, some people just test well. I tested people, terrible. Yeah, and some people have that. I could, I could, I might ask you every single question right here, and you get it right, and then you go into a test, test scenario, and then you just some people's nerves they just panic and can't. Yeah, I want, I want like my palms start to get wet, my feet smell funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I, I test terrible, and and my sister is the same way. But you know, we're smart people. Yeah, yeah, we just I test mean, absolutely, bad. Yeah, absolutely. Look, so look at what you're doing, you're doing something right. So, so for our listeners. If you're a bad tester, it's all right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what do you yeah. suggest in that? Like, if if I'm knowing a man, you know, I know this stuff every night when I leave. I know this stuff, you know, when my parents tell me. Um, I mean, how do you? The biggest thing is being confident in what you know. Um, I don't second guess myself. When I take a test, I'm normally the first one done. I read the question. Dude, I'm, I'm normally, there after the bell rings. <laughs> You can normally eliminate a couple of answers right off the bat. Um, and then, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I never, never go back and change an answer unless something later on in the test directly contradicts an answer that I put. And then I'll go back and change it. But nev- I never even go back and reread questions once really? I've answered it. I'm just, once, I'm, once I've answered it, I'm just done with it. See, I, th- I think that's my problem. Like, I'll answer it and then I'm on to the next one and I start thinking like, oh man, I think I've I've marked it marked it B and it should be A or you know I start second guessing myself. So do you believe that once you mark it, like 
don't go yeah, go I, with your intuition is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. I think normally your first instinct's correct in, in most situations in life anyways, but um you can almost all the time eliminate two answers right off the bat. That's true. And you always what I always try to tell people is answer the question they're asking. Don't answer what you think they're asking or how you try to twist it. It's normally very simple. Works for me. You're a smart know, man. Because, I, don't, I don't know about that. But. Well, well, you're a smart man. I don't know. My advisor when I was at Western asked me if there's anything I'd want to do with my life other than nursing because of you my, tested my, well. No, my grades weren't going to. Oh, he was pretty much saying, "Hey, you need like, a backup yeah, plan." Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, your GPA is." Are you sure there's what you, what it was? I won't say what it is on here. Are you sure you don't want to just make color and books for a living? Yeah, they just like, is there anything else you've ever thought about doing with your life? Because you're not you're not going to make it. And wow. that's what that's what uh, led me to reevaluate from the whole nursing thing. And I took a year off from school just to kind of regroup, or just regroup, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, I bumped into a guy from high school who said, "Hey, man." I'm interested in doing x-ray. I've started taking classes to, to go towards that. Would you be interested in pursuing that with me? And again, I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare and x-ray was a, you know, it was only supposed to be like a two year program, pretty good money with it as well. So I was like, why not? Let's, I think that year gave me some time to mature and just, is that what it is? It's two years and you yeah, kind of get your degree or it's what? two years. Once you get in the program, you had some prereq classes and I didn't, I only took what I could pay for at the time. I didn't mm. want to take out any loans, so I was only taking one or two classes. So you was work? Were you working at the time too? Oh man, two jobs. Oh wow. Yes, I'd only take one or two classes. I was gone from seven a.m. to eleven p.m. almost every single day. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. So you paid... You paid to learn, like you kind of paid as you went, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, d- I didn't want to take on any debt, um, so I, I kind of took a slower pace. It took me from the time I graduated high school seven years to get a technically a two year associate's degree because but, of no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were debt free at that point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I came out of college, no no loans whatsoever. I had some scholarships come out of high school and quickly lost that due to uh, not performing well. So, what do you suggest to our listeners? Oh boy! Um, I mean, what were you doing not to perform well? Were you just like, well, again, it was just not the, taking it serious. Yeah, it was. It was thinking that I didn't have to study. I didn't. Oh, have, that's right. Didn't have to do the homework, and I would just come in and take the test, and just thinking I was smart and already knew all the answers, and I was humbled. Yeah, but but I didn't learn after the first semester. I was like, yeah, that was a fluke. Let's do another semester, and I guarantee I'll get better grades. Not change my practices, same thing. I was like, let's give this one more, one more go. Third time's the charm. <sighs> didn't work out at all wow well let's uh let's let's even go let's go a little further back to so where where are you even from bowling green born and raised oh wow hometown boy so you've been here all your life yeah pretty much i I moved away for one year one and a half years to a, a small city north of here called horse cave kentucky um that's where i ended up getting attacked by that dog when i was four. Oh, really um but i mean it wasn't like your your choice to move no, no, no. I mean, you were four. Some, yeah, it was something. With All right, that. I'm packing up, guys. So, yeah, I'm going to see the sights. I don't. <laughs> not much not big as, enough for me. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, a, a mom and stepdad thing. She got remarried, and he had some family there, and wanted to check that out. So how was uh, how was your childhood? You know, growing up, because a lot of our listeners are are younger, and you know, we we get a lot of single moms too, and, and parents, and and honestly, this this podcast is directed towards a wide range of audience but um you know just tell me a little bit about who dustin was where he came from and obviously we know where you're at today but let's just fill me in on that backstory uh you know for the most part i would say we grew up i won't say like dirt poor but you know we were on the 
on the lower income side of things. We lived in a lot of different trailer parks, a lot of different apartment complexes here in town. Uh, we had everything we needed to get by. You know, I, I, there was no nights of not having dinner on the table or anything right. like that. But we didn't have a lot of extra to. You know, I remember taking just maybe one or two vacations really when right. we were younger. So we just didn't have a whole lot for that. Um, we moved around a lot. Almost every year to two years, I went to countless different, probably four different elementary schools. Really, three or four. Um, so it was it was so a lot of moving around. A lot of moving around. It was difficult to make friends because I jumped from one elementary school to another. I went to two different middle schools. Do you like because we move cadence around? You know, with us, you know, with my job, you know, move me here, move me back, and, and cadence has been one of those people that you know jump from school to school and and. You know, she's she's pretty extroverted, you know, to, to a point to where it's easy for her to make friends, but, I mean... I was the opposite. You were introverted. Yeah, very shy. Still, to some degree, I am now. Um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't the outgoing person. Do, do you kind of, like, out. resent that? Like, you know, you being moved around? Like, did you feel, like, anger built up or anything like that? You know, not... Not really. I mean, there's there's some part of me that wish... I don't want to say normal childhood because, you know, what's normal? Right. Um, I think what we normalize is stuff that we see in movies or on TV. Um, you know, would, would it be cool to have a home that we lived in for 15 years? Yeah. Um, the memories were all in that house. Everybody grew up in that house, you know, and we didn't have that. Do I wish I had that? You know, I don't know. Um, looking back on it, I think everything works out how it's supposed to. I, I, I don't think I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for all those changes. Uh, for the record, there is a bird right outside. It is. We, we are in the garage, perfect. and it's it's dark outside, and this bird is like, it hey, is, guys, it's time to wake up. It's on the it's on uh, like China time or is something. That a, is that a bat? <laughs> it just like woke up. I'm waiting for something right to come in and like <laughs> swoop me. Right when it got dark, this thing came alive. Man. I think it's a bat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, back back to the childhood. Yeah, you know, moving around a lot. Um, you know, not being able to do all the things we wanted to do. We were probably aggravated at the time about it, but... When you say we, who's we? Um, I'm the youngest of three siblings. I have an older brother, Jeremy, who's, I guess, 42, 41, 42 right now. Um, an older sister, Brandy, who's just turned 40 a couple weeks ago. And then I'm 38, like I said, so I'm, I'm the youngest so y'all were, of three. What's the age gap between the oldest and youngest? Four. There's basically two years between us all. Oh, okay. So y'all were pretty close in age, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we didn't get to do a whole lot of extra stuff, but so I'm, I might have been aggravated at the time, but I don't look back and resent it now because I feel like we, we just wouldn't be the people we are now. I think a lot of that made us want to do better. Mm-hmm. Not that mom or anybody did bad or anything, but it's like, hey, th- this is how our childhood was. Let's be better for our kids. So that, that kind of drove all of us to be what I would consider somewhat successful. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, I mean, I mean, you, uh, Brandy, and Jeremy are all very successful. Um, you know, and, and do you think that kind of pushed you guys to be successful is because of what kind of you, you know, grew up in and that, and that, I mean, not saying it's a bad atmosphere, you know what I mean? But, like, I want to do different. I want to I wanna do a little something different for my kids. That way they don't kind of grow up the way I grew up. And I think that's all parents. All parents want to yeah, do it different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They all want to top kind of But yet still, was. we still make mistakes as parents. Like, well, daily. I mean, I, I don't want to do some of the things that my parents did, but yet I'm doing things that my parents didn't do, and I'm still making mistakes along the way. You know what I mean? Oh, and, absolutely. And I'm sure my kids, when they get older, they're like, I don't want to do this that my dad done to me or my mom done to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Correct. So it's like a never-ending wheel yeah, that spins. It's like I, I think I've prob- I feel like I've improved my children's childhood so far, far above what my oh, childhood yeah. was. But who knows what their memory or, or recollection of everything's going to be when they get my. Hopefully it's a good one, but... They may be. They may get mine and be like, "God, I want to change. I don't want that kind of. I don't want my kids to live what I had to live." Right, exactly. You know, I, who knows what That's their crazy is going to be? But hopefully, it's a good one. So, when did you start to um, notice, like, man, I'm I'm really I'm really doing good for not only myself, 
uh, excuse me, not only myself, but like, you know, my family, like I finally, you know, am moving forward with life in the right direction. Well, you know, finally graduating college, getting a degree, starting what I would consider my career, which I was probably mid twenties when that finally happened. Um, I feel like that was huge because at that time I was the first one in my family to go to college and to graduate from college. So I feel like that was definitely put me on the right path. Um, We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Bar and Girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Did anybody else graduate between you uh, and... Since Brandy graduated, oh, nice. of course, for... And Jeremy was just, like, born though. with... He's like a prodigy. Just a <laughs> child. Dude is... An IT genius. So tell me... He's a, a nerd. I, I knew you told me a story. Like I said, guys, this is my cousin, Dustin Blair. Um, and, and I know him, but you guys don't. And that's what we're here, and that's why we're, we're telling these stories that we did. But I remember something about internet or something like he was able to get free internet back in the day or something oh, like yeah, this dude when he was in high school which computers really just becoming popular back then I wait mean, around what year was this i graduated uh, we'd say mid 90s okay so yeah mid 90s um we probably got our first computer early 90s and that of course they were huge boxes windows i'm assuming i don't even remember man who knows i don't even know what was before windows honestly (laughs) probably whatever was before windows um you know he he latched onto it learned everything he could about it when he was in high school i remember multiple occasions where like the police department or sheriff's department their computer systems would go down and they would go get my brother 16 17 year old kid from greenwood high school you're kidding and bring him to fix their computer systems no joke and it's just like that is crazy yes and then he just he just got it it just clicked with him he didn't have to work hard for it he just understood it all and and to this day he still i mean he still just gets he's super successful super successful yeah um in the it computer world just living his best life that's wild killing it I wish I knew a little bit more about computers than I do. I mean, I get it, especially with like all the equipment and stuff. Like I wish I was more in tuned with like the editing process, um, sound and just like the engineering aspect of audio. Yeah. Like when, when we're trying to hook up like home systems at the house to get, you know, the, the thermostat to connect with the phone or this or that. I, I can't even figure that stuff out. I have to. Yeah. Hey, Google. Oh, Google or <laughs> The wife, Jamie, she'll uh, she can figure it out sometimes. Even stuff as stupid as PlayStation Four, I can't right. figure out what's going on. Um, it's just never been. And at the fire department, a lot of times we'll have the internet will be down or they can't get the TV to work right. And since since I have glasses and I kind of look like a nerd, they just assume, <laughs> "Hey Blair, come fix this." And I'm like, "Guys, don't let don't, don't let, let the, these don't looks let, yeah, deceive let, yeah, you, bro." Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I have no idea what's That's going so on funny. with the technology. That's hysterical. So, about so you're th- so about when did you feel like you kind of started moving in that right direction? You know, around what age? Because you know, I'm 32. I'll be 33 this year. You know, a, a lot of these kids like I got to have a new car. You know, I got to have a like a lot of stuff that is a first for me is like happening now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got, I don't want to say lucky. Um, I was able to get a little bit of money out of the dog attack when I turned 18. So I was able to. Well, you were lucky you lived. I, mean. yeah, I was lucky I lived and I was lucky to get a little money out of it as well. Um, so I was able to buy my first vehicle at 18 when I had. Um, What'd you buy? It was a, it was an Isuzu Trooper. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably nobody's ever heard of that on here at all, but. I think it was a 1999 Isuzu Trooper. I bought it in probably 02. My first car was an Isuzu too, but it was a rodeo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, remember that, actually. It was awesome. Like, yeah. it had no uh, had no air conditioner. The heat worked, 
nonstop. Like you couldn't turn it <laughs> off. So even though like the dead, dead of dead of summer, like it was blowing, you know, and like but you it, were riding, man. Yeah, you I was. I had wheels. Bum, you didn't have to bum a ride. I didn't anybody. have to bum a ride. My mom. I wanted to play sports, and and she was like, "You want to play sports, or you want to, you know, get a car?" And you know, sports at the time, like football, it's like two days. Sports is a full time job in high school, Absolutely. and I was like, "Man, I want a car. You know, I want to be able to go places." and do things obviously i have rules behind that you know be home at a certain time this that and the other let mom know where i'm at but you know uh i had a car it didn't have a radio but you know what i improvised did you baby. have like a disc man or did you what, no, what did, I, did you take like a boom box with you so I can't remember yeah so i bought a converter and then i bought like i just took my i don't even know how i got a converter i didn't even know what a converter was but evidently it converts the power from your car power to like ac power and so like i took my in-house stereo plugged it in in the back seat but like if you got over like level 20 in volume like it would like trip the whole car down <laughs> it would the car wouldn't shut down but the thing would trip yeah and like you had to like turn it off reset it go back to like volume 10 but hey i had i had music but i don't even know who told me about a converter i i, I have no clue but it worked yeah, I mean, you're asking. I have no idea. Someone was, I guess someone was like, hey, go to the parts store and get a converter. And I like, yeah, I mean, it, my dad was like, I don't understand how this vehicle is not on fire right yeah. now. Yeah, it's probably my brother. Probably <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> nerd. But yeah, that was my first car. It was a Zuzu Rodeo, nice. red. And it was a it was a junker, but like we painted the outside. We, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it, it looked really good for, for a first car. It was a thousand bucks. And, uh, you know from then to now i feel like as long as you're moving in the right direct like if you have a junker from the time you get a car up until 30 something years old like you should be moving forward in life always trying to better yourself yeah well i got two things with that one i guess i need to give credit where credit's due because technically that wasn't my first vehicle that was the first one i purchased my mom and someone else went in together and bought me a uh, it was a ford ranger the danger ranger yeah the red danger ranger early 1990s model it was a stick shift so my first vehicle i had to learn how to drop stick like who taught you how to do that Uh, my mom man we were lived way out in rockfield which is kind of a country area here outside of bowling green and she took me to like the steepest hill out there. no way um like drove down the hill and then we were stopped at the top at a stop sign she put the brake on she's like all right get out we're gonna switch and this is where you're gonna learn to you know the whole gas and clutch and trying to learn how to stay at the top of this hill man what was the time frame of learning that i don't know man it i mean oh boy did did it take multiple days or did you learn it then i you know we we stayed out there for a while i guarantee to learn it Um, but then you still had your learning moments after that i'd be at a traffic light waiting to turn and all of a sudden i kill it and you know you got a whole line of people behind you ready to turn and all of a sudden you've just killed your car multiple times and the more you you get nervous the yeah more you nervous get nervous people yeah. are honking behind you and then you just keep killing it and keep killing it so uh it, it definitely took a while to get really comfortable with a stick shift so yeah let me give credit uh to my mom for that so the, the first one i purchased was the Zoo trooper but the other thing i was going to say about that when you talk about wanting to maybe if you have a clunk of your whole life the other thing is though some people just really don't care what they drive that's true you know they want to they'd rather pay for trips or have a nicer house or you know whatever it is so uh, i've got some buddies who just drove we'll just call them clunkers and it's just they, they just rather spend their money on other stuff it's so just vehicles as long as it's dependable and get you from point a to point b yeah that's right that's uh, definitely for sure but yeah so uh fast forward a little bit you got your car you went to uh did you go to high school here? Warren Central High School, yes. And you graduated when? 2003. So 2003. And then you started the... Did a couple of years at Western Kentucky the nursing. University, the big university here in town for nursing. Um, I would have started... Back then it was called Bowling Green Technical College, probably in 05, 06. I was young 20s when I started that. Mm. Um started the classes started doing good in classes got into the actual program itself and almost found it to be quite easy i guess that's kind of when i knew like the x-ray tech program right yeah 
I guess that's kind of when I knew that I was on this the right path. This is for me. Yeah, because it just, like the technology was to Jeremy, that's kind of how the healthcare with the bones and the systems of the body and everything, that's just kind of how it was for me. I was like, Rain Man, I just got mm. it. It just clicked. I didn't really have to study for it. It just came to me, really. So that's kind of when I knew, okay, I'm going in the right direction here. This is. Did you always want to, like, was there anything you wanted to be, like, when you were younger to, like, you know, from what I remember, like, I always remember you saying, like, you wanted to be a doctor or something. Yeah, that's that's my earliest memories. I remember. Like, standing over at Meemaw's house, standing <laughs> up by the by the uh, the entertainment center, and, like, I remember them asking, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I just remember you saying, I want to be a doctor, you know? Yeah, from, I remember doing reports on, like, careers when I was in elementary school, probably fourth or fifth grade, and it's you know do research on different careers and see what you wanted and I always just kept going back to a doctor for some reason and I quickly learned that I didn't have the drive I lacked the motivation and drive to go to school for eight to ten to twelve years. yeah I couldn't imagine um, maybe I had the smarts maybe I didn't I don't know but I just I just didn't have the motivation so kudos to all those people we need them but it just wasn't for me to go to school for that long yeah so, so I tried to do not the next best thing, obviously, but still going that healthcare direction where I could help people and still make a decent living. Now, when it when it went along this journey of life, we'll call it. Did you like say, you know what, I want to be a fireman? Yeah, that's, because that's totally, you know, I mean, I don't know what the pay scale is, but I feel like you know you would be doing good as a X ray person, and then you're like, hey, I want to fight fires for a living, or I want to risk my life and take a pay cut essentially i mean I, I don't know how all that works yeah i wasn't one of those guys i can't claim that i've always wanted to be a firefighter you know some i never ever mentioned as a kid that that's what i wanted to be um i didn't have anybody like that that i looked up to so it was you know i'd been in x-ray for five or six years and another guy that worked in x-ray was also a firefighter oh and um him and I got to working out together and just one day while we were working out together man he was just like hey man you ever thought about being a firefighter and I was like no it's it's never crossed my mind whatsoever so we just got to talking about it and every time we would work out together after that we just kind of he just shared some more information about the the job with me and the more I heard the more interested I got in it and yeah I think it'd be a pretty sweet job like sounds super fun like almost like a police officer like a police officer job sounds super fun i'm sure the police officers that are listening are like oh no sir you don't want to be that but like what's the what's even the process like where do people start if, if that's something they want to do i mean we could have listeners on it's like hey my dad's a firefighter or my you know my cousin's a firefighter i want to i want to do that like where do you start so i mean the process here for our department anyways is you know once you apply you have a written test you have to take you have multiple interviews there's a physical test you have to pass um like a lot of tech there's some other little things that you have to do along the way um is it a long process or yeah ours is you know they, they you start off with a couple hundred applicants normally and they just slowly have to weed it down step by step so our hiring process here takes I don't know, five to six months probably from the time that you submit your application to the time that they actually I could imagine like if hired. that's something I want to do and like I got my mind set on it, like I'm going to do this and then you have to wait five to seven months to be able to be like you got the job it's hard because then you, you you take your written test and then you just wait two or three weeks to see if you're moving on my anxiety would be through the yeah. roof and then okay yeah, I've moved on let me go to the next step then you do your first interview and then again once your interview's done you're waiting two to three weeks to see if you're and it's just so on and so forth until you get hired you know and, and and you know my story it took me five years of applying before i finally got hired um so there were definitely some some highs and some lows throughout that process yeah i mean five years like usually after the first time if i get knocked down i'm just like you know ah, i got this I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one more time second time i'm like dang but five times i couldn't imagine so what even kept you focused on that end goal? Man, I just, I got it in my head. that I guess this is probably something that I've been most passionate about in my life. Once I locked in on, hey, this is what I want to do, there was just this drive about me that I wasn't going to stop until I got there. Um, so just every year, I just focused on trying to 
do something else to make myself stand out in the process. Um, I became, went through EMT class, became an EMT, tried to do some more volunteer work in the community. Um, Cause you know, we're, we're big on getting out in the community and volunteering. So I, I added that to my resume and it was just, Oh, so like even at the start of the process, so it's like a written application when you say you added it to your resume. So like, the the different stuff you did throughout the five years, your resume just kept building. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted each year I wanted to add something else. So they didn't think I was just being complacent. Right. And not doing something. I wanted to just show them, hey guys, I'm still here. I'm still trying to get the job. I'm improving. Look at me. And it's, I'm gonna keep coming back. You're eventually gonna hire me. Right. I'm I'm gonna keep coming back until I get the job. So do you think they just said, Hey, there's Blair. Said, Gosh, here he is He's again. back. <laughs> this guy's never going to stop. Just finally put him on. So how do you, how do you like it now that you're, I mean, how long have you been? I have been probably two years and three or four months. Is there like a, like a probation period with that or? There is. So once I got hired, I was in a 12 to 14 week, what we call recruit class, basically training to be a firefighter. Um, so it's almost like a boot camp kind of. Essentially, yeah, felt like it. Well, I've never been to boot camp. I don't want to disrespect <laughs> any soldiers um, and compare it to that. I'm sure it's probably a lot different. But um, to me, never having gone through anything like that, it, it kind of felt like a boot camp in some regards at, at some points throughout the training, not the whole training. Um, we got to do some really cool stuff when we were training. Um, but then I have actually... What's like the coolest thing you got to do? Because oh, I, 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 I think, like, did you repel or yeah, something? Yeah, that's what I was going to That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. It's like repelling off sweet. of bridges. Um, and, and you're in just basically a harness around your waist and legs, nothing around your shoulders. Or now, when you say just, harness, is it because when I was in ROTC uh, in high school, we built a harness out of a rope. OK, so it was called a Swiss seat. Yeah. So, no, I do know how to do that. Um, but this was a pre-made harness gotcha. that you actually step into and fasten down. So a little more secure, a little okay. more secure, but it's only around your waist and legs. So, so no no back support no back support nothing over your shoulders oh, so wow. you know we we go over we go to this walking bridge and you've probably been to the bridge i don't know how far the water is down under is that the, the one uh off the bypass here? yeah, yeah. gotcha it's like a historic bridge 100 feet 200 i, don't, I, don't I mean really it's don't it's a it's a big drop it's a big drop i mean if you drop you're done yeah yeah <laughs> it's a big drop and so you know they'd lower us i don't know 50 7500 feet i honestly don't with know what like so, I mean, we, our harness would be attached to a rope system Oh, um, and we would lower down. And once they got us, you know, let's, let's call it a hundred feet down. I'm not quite sure. Um, they're like, okay, now let go of the rope and flip upside down, go inverted. Wow. And it's like, I would be like, nothing, I'm not doing it. Nothing on my shoulders. There's nothing. So you, you have to trust the process. Is that part of the test? I mean, well, and then they wanted you to flip upside down and then let go and we had a rope and they want us to tie like knots or something they wanted us to do something with our hands because they're like you could be in a situation where we have to lower you down like this and there might be a patient down there or a victim who needs medical attention and you have to flip upside down and now you're having to help take care of them Um, but it also teaches you to trust that even though it's just a harness that's around your waist and legs you're not going anywhere you're not going to slip out of it. I mean, I would I do it. I'm terrified. I guarantee it. Absolutely terrified. I think it would be fun. I I, th- I think that's like that kind of stuff. I enjoy. It's different. The thrill. Yeah, I mean, I've done. I've had so many firsts since I've been at the fire department. So, that's and really how does cool. that make you feel? Oh, it's awesome. You know, do you feel like I'm pretty um, sweet? Yeah, right? you, know, you know, I wish I'd have grown up doing this kind of stuff, really. But just still to be able to have the opportunity to do it. You know, we were actually repelled off. The part, one of the parking structures up at Western, um, you know, probably six stories high. So just getting to do that kind of stuff is really fun. And you're 38. Like, what's what's old for a fireman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's me. <laughs> I, like, I got into the game a lot later in life. Yeah, because, like, what's kind of normal? Young, it's kind of a young man's game. I'd say most people get hired, I'd say, in their young to mid-20s. Yeah. Um, I was, I guess, 30. I think I turned 36 when I was in recruit class. Uh, me and one other guy in my class were both 36. Everybody else was 20s. Mm. So it's, I feel, I feel <laughs> it every day. Working in the hospital my entire life and then going into a, to be a firefighter where it's a lot more physically demanding, I, I feel it. Definitely starting so late in life. Um, couple questions. Now, since we're on 
since we're on the talk about the fireman, fireman Dustin Blair, we have we so we posted on our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, it's the dot awesome dot Lawson's. And uh, so what we do is like if if we're hosting a special guest, we'll post you know something that's like, hey, w- you know, what kind of questions would you like for us to ask? These sir are questions from our viewers. All right. I like it. So our questions will get answered for our listeners. Our listeners, here. not yeah. our viewers. Nobody's so, watching us right now. Are well, they? the viewers were watching here, but now okay. they're listening here. All right, so all right. I'm confused. So, me too. I'll but, just answer questions. <laughs> it's all right. So this one, um, this one is from Anna. So it was like, how long have you been working? I think we may have covered that, but you want to touch on that real quick? How long at the fire department? Yeah, yeah, two and a half years now. And how this is from Megan. How do you like your job as a firefighter? Absolutely love it. Uh, I wish I would have started trying to do it when I was in my early 20s as well. Why? Why? Uh, man, just one of the greatest things is just every day is different. It's not the same monotonous day over and over and over because you really have no idea what your day is going to hold. You have no idea what that next call is going to be. Um, so you, every day is 100% different than the last day. Yeah, I would say that's different from a factory because, like, you go in, you know your station, yeah. you know the stuff you're doing, you know the buttons that got to be pushed, you know how many times that button's got to be Correct. pushed that day. But, you know, with the fire department, it's like you're waiting around until the bell rings and then you figure out what's going on. Yeah, so, yeah it, might, it might be a medical call we have to go do. To I was going to say, w- w- like, what calls do, you, do, do the fire department assist with? I know fires, but, you know, what else? So, yeah, definitely fires, um, a lot of car wrecks. Uh, we help out on a lot of the medical calls in town. We kind of have an agreement with the ambulance service here in town where we we go in conjunction with the ambulance. And a lot of times we're positioned so strategically throughout the city that most of the time we get to a medical call several minutes before an ambulance might actually mm. get there. So all of us are EMTs. Some of us are paramedics. So we have the ability to at least try to stabilize the situation if it's a real bad one before they know. So you say EMTs and paramedics. What's the difference? EMT is a little more basic per se. You can only do so much. Paramedic can intubate a patient, which is a tube down. They can start IVs, they can push medicines, pretty much any much any medicine that a patient needs. So is that kinda like a paramedic can do like a nurse on wheels kinda like is it kind of like a nurse, I guess? Yeah, I mean... I mean, if you're pushing yeah, IVs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, a nurse... For the ambulance world. Am I saying that right? I, I ambulance? A- ambulance. Ambulance. Ambulance world. I don't want to give any false information, but, of course, to be a nurse here, you know, you got to have at least an associate's degree, two-year degree once you're in the nursing program. I think to be a medic, I think it's maybe an 18-month program mm. um, through various colleges. Don't quote me on that. I don't want to get anything wrong, but... Um, Moon Fairy. Moon Fairy, I like that. <laughs> Her question or his question is, why did you choose to be a firefighter? And we may have touched on that already, but what was the big reason that she was like, hey, I want to do that? Yeah, well, a lot of it was, and, and I didn't really mention this earlier, but I had been in the hospital and healthcare for so long. I started in healthcare when I was 18. Even though I didn't become an x-ray tech until mid-20s, I had been in the hospital in, in various roles. And... I'm not trying to toot my horn or pat myself on the back, but I just felt like I was really good at it. I, I it just, like I said earlier, it just clicked with me. I, I basically understood, knew everything there was to know about x-ray. And once that gentleman started talking to me about being a firefighter, it's, it was kind of opened up something where I wanted to, I had never really pushed myself. You kind of like settled for x-ray because it was something that came to you. Yeah. So it, you're it like, was, why not? Yeah, it was good. But I you enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. I made, you know, decent money doing it, but I got to thinking like I'm kind of taking the the path of least resistance. I never right. really stepped outside of my comfort zone and really pushed myself mentally, physically. So I was like, you know, this is going to be a challenge. I, I want to see what I'm made of. I want to see, I want to see what else I can do. But then also, I want to be outside of these walls. Yeah, you know, I do all the hospital work. It's kind of in a controlled environment. Obviously, um, I love being outside too. Like, yeah, it's, let's get out and see. I can help the community outside of being in a hospital and just really challenge myself. Yeah. And you said a uh, comfort zone. Like I've always been told, like if you're comfortable, it's like, you're not vulnerable. 
Well, and you, you never want to get, you never want to be in any job. You never want to get complacent. Let's yeah. say the word complacent. You never want to be complacent in any job that you have. You want to, every day you should be learning something different. Yeah. Striving to be better every single day. And it, it's okay to be something else. I like to tell it's okay to n- not be good at something, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to not be working on that to try to get better. There's a lot of stuff that I'm, I've only been a fireman for two years and I'm not your prototypical. I didn't grow up with like a mechanics mind. I didn't grow up with tools. And so I'm all already behind the eight ball from a lot of these guys who are just a lot more advanced than me. They have a lot more knowledge. So it's like every day constantly, I'm trying to learn something different, trying to just keep improving because I'm nowhere near where I need to be. Right. Uh, next question um, from uh, someone here on Instagram. This is a good one. Uh, SJ Yunt. Yes, SJ underscore Yunt wants to know, and I want to know, do you have a Dalmatian? <laughs> Personally? <laughs> Personally. So, like, uh, like all the so. children's books have, like, Dalmatians. So, is it true that firemen have a Dalmatian dog? So... We do not have a Dalmatian. They've lied to us all these times, guys. The Bowling Green Fire Department. So what I will say, we do have, uh, we'll call her a fire dog, Millie. Okay. Um, She is with the Bowling Green Fire Department. She is an accelerant detection canine. So essentially she can go to a fire and she's been trained to sniff out if there's been any kind of accelerants used that is crazy. To start the fire. Or so like gas. Essentially, uh, yeah, anything. Arson, yeah, arson of any kind where they might have wow. doused um, the place before they set it on fire. That is crazy. I think she might be the only accelerant detection dog in the state of Kentucky. I mean, what do you got to... What's the process of so becoming it, that of a dog? Like, is there certain dogs that can do that? Or is... So from my understanding, I've heard this story a few times... Um, she was actually she. If I'm not mistaken, she failed out of like. I can't remember if she was training to be like a seeing eye dog for the blind or a service dog of some sort, right? And she failed that training essentially. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a true story, man. So that's crazy. They then sent her to. I don't know if they were just trying different things with her. Uh, we like you. Suge- We're going to give you a chance. Somebody suggested it, but because she failed that, she eventually went into the accelerant world. And, How y'all know she ain't lying? And she she <laughs> she thrived at that. So um, she has a handler. She only goes with like a select person, I guess. One person, um, and that's when he's not at the firehouse. Millie is her name. I don't know if I said that. So she, she stays at the firehouse when he's there. Oh. She is with him 24 hours a day. Wow. So when he's at home, she's at home. Um, that is So she gets her off days or is like, you know, unless they need it and, yeah, or yeah, unless yeah. they suspect something, yeah. he's, you so know. He's on the same kind of rotation as us where he does 24-hour shifts. Um, but if she was needed during his time off. That's crazy. But, yeah, I don't think that she is at the department on his days off. Man. She's a phenomenal dog. I mean, they do demonstrations all the time. About I think that would be cool to, like, take her to the schools or something like yeah they do they do a lot of public outreach to the really? schools with her and, and do demonstrations and you'll have let's say 15 kids lined up and he'll put one just tiny little dab of an accelerant on one of the kids shoes and she'll go everybody will know what kid it is right right um and she'll go kid to kid to kid to kid and when she sniffs it on that shoe she'll just sit down right there never move you'll try to get that's her to move crazy she's not going anywhere she's like i found it yeah that's she, it she saw it so so i mean it, just the moral of the story is if you flunk in one thing even the, even the dog shows you too you flunk in one thing hey yeah. there's still something else that's true don't give up there's still that's, something else out there that you might be able to thrive at that is true hey uh this is d harsa i think and i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing the name wrong um d harsa 12 said what's the scariest rescue you had ever had as a firefighter well the guys at my station like to call me the white cloud and they call me that because ever since i've been on 
we have very little action to be quite honest with you um some of your i mean we get a lot of runs but it's more of your basic i don't want to downplay anything but um no just crazy fires we've had a few small fires um we have had to get a gentleman was repairing a roof and had a seizure up there and we had to get him off the roof it's a wonder he didn't fall yeah he's lucky um so you know i remember being a part of that and you attach him to a spine board and put him in a basket and we attach that to a ladder and eventually you know you lay the ladder back and he comes back it's um so i've done that kind of rescue i've rescued some kittens it's just you know true story fireman uh, i've gotten one <laughs> that's kind of my claim to fame right now is i have gotten, let's hear about it i have gotten a cat out of a tree it was probably i don't know 50 or 60 feet up in a tree a small little kitten had gotten up there and um they call us out to help and we have to set the aerial which is like the ladder truck wait a second is this what you're known for well no i mean this is i like to think that it's a big deal but <laughs> nobody else at the fire department does i'm but, loving it <laughs> um and anyways you know I, i'm a new fireman at this time and so I, obviously i'm the one that has to climb up and i climb up and get the cat who's a little aggressive and i, I snatch <laughs> it up and there's probably 10 or 15 spectators from the area just watching and that that's all i can think is please god do, do not, not let me drop cat. this cat right here and just oh, splatter everywhere but that's so yeah, funny so yeah i've got that going for me that's great yeah thanks <laughs> i can honestly can't think of any other great you know we've had a few car wrecks where people have been pinned in a little bit and we have to do a little work to get them out of the car but nothing there have been a lot of good rescues since i've been on the department but it just happens to be different days right and nice. some of my days off some other guys have have done some have you work. ever been like off and and see like a call that they're going on and you're like man i wish i was on that shift right all, man, all the I, time, man all the time i can't tell you the number of fires that have happened within an hour or two of me leaving work or within an hour or two of me before i come on to really shift. yes 10 at least <laughs> like good ones that I like, just completely miss. You're just like, darn, I'll just pull up in my that's why, my Ford. That's why everybody, I mean, that's why they call me the white cloud, man. It's just, they've that's never crazy. seen anything like it. Really? Yeah. That's wild. So uh, your first call, your first, so I'm, I'm sure you've gotten calls to like car accidents or, uh, you know, broken ankles. I, I don't know. But like your first fire call, walk me through it. Was you pumped? So the the first, I'll walk you through the first and the first call that I got where I actually we were first on scene. You know we we get knocked out to an apartment for a fire alarm and then when we're in route they upgrade it to hey there's smoke showing there's an actual fire. Uh, we come around the corner and when I see the apart it was a townhouse actually um, and I actually see smoke coming out. I wanted to throw up, honestly. Just get nervous. Just like, oh, no, here it is. <laughs> I mean, this is what you train for. But, right. But whenever it happens, there's, there's definitely a bit of nervousness. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I could train to jump out of a plane every day and be like, oh, I got it. I know what cord to pull. I know the steps to take. But in, but when I'm up in the air and it's time to jump, I'm it's, like, yeah, it's, it's a different ball game. I don't know if I could even pull the cord, honestly, if I was jumping. I, I want to go skydiving so bad. Sidebar. I like I want to, but until I'm up in the air, yeah. then I'm like, was this a good idea? It'd have to be tandem. I'd have to have somebody there who could pull a cord for me because I'm afraid I would lock up and just <laughs> and just fall <laughs> and just not be able to. Yeah. Oh um, man, I, I don't know if I, I could probably do it, but I just have that feeling that that's what would happen. Um, but yeah, just nervousness, honestly. Um, and it it wasn't a big fire once we go in and actually put it out, but just that first call like okay here we are we're the first ones here there's smoke it's time to go to work it was definitely some some jitters yeah i've not had really just a huge great fire so if 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 i got one next day and i round the corner and there's just flames everywhere i mean there's there's definitely still gonna be some of that nervousness but we train hard we train every day so even when you're you know when you're at the station and not at a job y'all are doing something yeah we train normally of a morning and then we train in the afternoon as well so we, we train a lot so we're, we're ready for whatever we get for sure yeah um this is totally off topic right. um but this is a question that i i, I thought would be cool but 
if you could bring five people to a desert island, which five people would they be? Are we talking to anybody in history? And, and, and I want to I want to kind of go through this too. Yeah, I think anybody. So let's do anybody in history. Anybody. Okay. Do you want to do excluding family? Like, let's make this celebrities and yeah, I mean historic figures. Or you want to throw in? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I got to bring my wife and at least my wife. I got to bring her. Maybe not the kids, but to desert island. Why not? <laughs> I love my wife. I like sharing moments with her. <laughs> Anything that... Okay, so wife is one. A desert island? Yeah. And be, I, is this like a tropical desert? Like, what do we... So we're like surrounded by water. Okay. On this desert island. <laughs> <laughs> if is it, This is now possible, okay? okay. So okay. we're surrounded by water. It's okay. like a beach, I guess. Okay. A hot beach. Okay. Let me... <laughs> I want to hear your first one first. I want, I want to see what, what direction the, you're going with this. So, my first person, I'm thinking like shelter, you know, food. I'm bringing Bear Gills. Is that his name? Yeah, something something along he, those lines. Like he could like you know show us what bugs to eat, which plants to eat. Okay, okay, I like that. And we can come um, up with this list together. Well, somewhere along those lines. I like to watch uh, Naked and Afraid. Oh, yeah. I like I that enjoy show. enjoy that. So then, you know, they have Naked you and like Afraid the, XL and all The Naked or the Afraid part? <laughs> you know, I like it all, <laughs> man. Um, so there, there's a couple guys on there, and I'm not going to know their last names, but one's name is Steven, one's name's Jeff, I think, and they're, they're like the all-stars, right? Every time they have a huge challenge, these guys are on it, and they can build shelters. They know... Uh, can hunt anything dude there's a fisherman on there i I can't think of what his name is but he like he caught the eels oh that's jeff dude he is sweet he was screaming and celebrating every time yeah he was like yeah yeah that's jeff man that's who i yeah either one of them or he's he he was like the fisherman like yeah he caught the eels for the village yeah he's sweet dude they can make fire out of nothing and shelter's phenomenal and And he finished like every single time didn't he yeah i think he finally had one on this last season where he got sick oh. to tap out but would you ever want to do something like that like to just push your body and mind to like i'm not opposed to it if i could be clothed yeah well I yeah naked. i don't i don't want to be naked um, but but I, I don't know if i could I'm, I'm i'm really not into eating bugs and stuff and uh i want to be like i don't either, like fish at all i don't so you don't have to learn a, on this island, a, yeah, bro. Having to survive off fish. Are there chickens on this island? <laughs> <laughs> so we, so like, I always wanted to do like the Alaskan front, like be in Alaska okay. and yeah. and just you know try to survive. Like I, I want to see what my body can handle in any situation. I just I want to push my limits. Yeah, I get it. You know. Absolutely. I, I guess it's like a man thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, for sure. So Bear Gills would be mine. You said uh, I'm gonna take Jeff. Yeah, Jeff from Naked and Afraid. I'm gonna come on your boat. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got me, bro. So now we we gotta fill two other slots. I'm thinking uh, we need a good, you know, entertainer. Um, that that's honestly exactly what I was thinking next. Who can entertain us? Because, I mean, you know. <laughs> I think Kevin Hart would be funny on an island, you know, because he's going to be there to lift you up. Do you think he would get old after a while, not being able to get away from him? Yeah, like... Just kind of that screaming and loud all the time. <laughs> uh, so who are you thinking, like... Who's a good entertainer who's like, just man, I, c- I can never get enough of this guy? I'm, I hear, I'm, I'm tr- hearing a cricket. Yeah, I hear that too. Um, I'm trying to think of just who's a good, chill comedian. That's I'm trying to think of who I've seen lately. What, what about that guy that takes his shirt off and like? Oh, what's he's Bert funny? Kreiser yeah, or he's like super that? funny, yeah, dude. Man, he would and a, he's super chill. Or, um, gosh, what's that guy's name? Um, I I don't Theo Theo, oh, Theo, Theo Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, he would, he be, would be 
He would be, be hilarious. I would love to be on a podcast with Theo. So Theo, if you're hearing this, bro, I would love to be yeah, on a yeah. podcast with you. I think it'd be super cool. I'm, so that's where I'm going. I'm going with entertainer. I'm going with Theo. Let's go with Theo Fawn. So we got ourselves. We got Bert would find a way to get us drunk and it'd, <laughs> it'd be wild. I don't know. He'd be like, take your shirt off. <laughs> it'd end up being naked and afraid. With him <laughs> I'd just be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got an entertainer. We got someone to, and then. I think we need like a spiritual person to like just keep us sane, you know, like, like Jesus, just to like reel us back. Yeah, kind of like Jesus, you know, some good gospel spoken person, like, but not over the top. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone to just kind of like reel us back and be like, hey, you know, you're having fun over here. You're you're eating bugs, but you know, still keep your faith. You are, know what are, I mean? Are we talking like Joel Austin or? whatever yeah are we talking that much are we talking like our local isn't he overboard like are we talking our local preacher i love I mean, my pastor he's a great guy <laughs> steve ayers i mean we yes steve, ayers steve would be, be fun he's yeah. a good he can he he likes to have fun he's good on a boat he can drive a boat, can drive a boat. maybe he could build a boat he so we can get out of dodge you know what i'm saying well, yeah we could get noah <laughs> <He can> build, <laughs> noah could build a boat too man um if you could do it all over again, uh, what would you do differently from, you know, start to finish? You know, this is going to sound really cliche or something, but honestly, I'm really thrilled with where I'm at. Um, I've had some ups and downs, but everything has led me to where I'm at now. I wouldn't be the person I am now if I didn't have those peaks and valleys. Um, I've made mistakes, but nothing... I've never been in jail. Never been right, arrested. Right. Um, you made life lesson learnings, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't messed up so much that it cost me something in the long run. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Everybody always asks, like, you know, what would you do different? Honestly, if I wouldn't, and like you said, it's kind of cliche, but like if I wouldn't had lived this life, I may not even be sitting here right now. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. In this particular setting, in the garage having a podcast session with my cousin yeah, like absolutely. you you go through life it's a it's a learning experience you you learn lessons it's what you do with what you learn to try to do better on down the road you know what i mean yeah let me let me tell you tell you something deep here that if i had really the only time i've had regrets in my life would be not spending enough time with people before they pass. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I'll look back on certain times where I just, I just wish I'd have spent more time with somebody before they passed away. You know, I, I think we don't realize that until they're gone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could say that now, but we still tomorrow, we're not picking up the phone and calling that person. You know Correct. what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it's sad, but it's, it's a hundred percent true. Like until that person's gone, it's like, man, yeah. now, there's no one to call you know what i mean so yeah absolutely that's a good thing to to say is like call some call call that person and say hey anybody all your friends everybody really but yeah grandparents parent you know uh, yeah i mean in life i could just do a better job about that i think we all could yeah 100 percent for sure um what else we got anything i think that's it bro i appreciate it what's your favorite quote before we close out Oh, I don't think I can say that on here. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote is uh one of mine is um there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Uh that's a good quote. That is a good one. I don't know who said it, but I've always kind of stood by that. Like even like Cadence is so scared of the dark, like I'm like and, and I was honestly I was scared of the dark until my dad this may sound bad but he took me to this house that was under newly construction in this new neighborhood uh, where we lived. And he took me and my stepbrother and him takes us in this house and just disappeared. Like he's like, I don't know if he called someone to say, Hey, come here to this house and act like you're, you know, the person moving in soon. But it, it was like a newly construction house. So it was framed. It was not finished at all. Like you could, fall over the banister or something you know what yeah. I mean so he takes us in this house and then like we see these headlights pull in and we're like oh oh man someone's coming and he's like hide 
And we're like, and he's gone, dude. He's gone. And me and my stepbrother are looking at each other and we're like, what the heck do we do? Yeah. So like these people, they get out, we hear the door shuts. My heart is like, do, 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 do. And you know, I, I get in this little space and I remember dad saying like, if you can't see their eyes, they can't see you. And I was like, <laughs> covering my eyes at this point. Like maybe they will yeah, see I mean, that's me. Lo- yeah, that's logical. So like, uh, man, but whenever he, he took me in there, like, I think that's what kind of broke me of being scared of the dark at that point. It was like, bro, they can't even see me. Yeah. Absolutely. So why be scared? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, a couple of little ones that come to mind is there's a line in a song from Lecrae, um, kind of a, a rapper who's Christian. I won't label him as a Christian rapper because he raps about other stuff too, but it's just a short little line that says, don't get bitter, get better. Mm. I'm working on switching those letters. Um, and I, I, that hit me hard long time ago if people were trying to critique me or push me or you know give me some criticism it's like hey don't get bitter about this don't get angry that they're telling you this they're telling you this because they want you to get better right Right, they they see potential in you they think you can do better so don't get bitter about a criticism just get better and then give them a reason then they won't be able to criticize you right get better do things the right way and, and they won't be able to criticize you Man, if 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 uh, our listeners could take anything out of today's conversation, what do you what do you think they should kind of focus more on? Um, a couple of things from my life is just you don't necessarily have to take a traditional path to get to where you want to go, um, but also you're never too old to chase your dreams, right? I decided to be a fireman at 30, 31, right. 32, and, and grinded hard for five years. Finally became one at 35, 36 years old. Um, don't be afraid to fail. I mean, I got knocked down five years in a row. Um, one of the only times my wife has ever seen slash heard me cry was, I think it was the fourth year that I got my rejection letter. It just hit me hard because I just knew that that was my year. Right, right. Um, and dude, after the rejection that. letter, man, I bawled my eyes out. Um, but I can't, uh, the next year was the year that I got hired. I just came back stronger and, and just kept improving. And so it's just, you get punched in the mouth, you get back up, right? Just keep, keep trying to improve. That's it, man. Don't, don't settle for failure. If there's something you want, keep going, find a way. Stay hungry. Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much um, for coming on, on, on uh, today's show. I appreciate it. It's been a blast. Thanks uh, for having me. Again, Dustin Blair, not only a firefighter, not only a dad, not only a great friend, a great family man, dude's an inspiration, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I will definitely have you back again. Yeah, I hope so, man. I appreciate it. Um, real quick, we got new merch out, theawesomelawsons.com. Don't forget to get your busting new gear. We got that new drip drip that you want. If you want to look like Cadence, if you want to join the family, you got to pick you up some busting new gear. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. On YouTube, The Awesome Lawsons, we got our Instagram, the.awesome.lawsons. We also have started this here podcast, so if you're listening, thanks. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. We appreciate you, and we will see you next time on Episode 4. Dustin, thanks, buddy. Absolutely.